Okay, so welcome to the first episode of I'm Still Working on My Mixtape. It's, um, it's a little running joke with me and the boys because I've been working on this Fable mixtape for about, oh my word, I'm old, for about 20 years, literally. So, it's uh, an ode to my failed music career and to my procrastination as well. I think there's a little bit in all of us procrastination and uh, hanging on to that dream of fame, stardom and critical acclaim but um, yeah, moving on from that that's the that's my explanation of the title uh, I just want to get this episode out there and just talk to people, just uh, make clear what this is about and what I hope to achieve from it so in a nutshell this is just for my ego I just want to let people hear my voice, hear my views, and think that I'm a cool guy. Is that too much to ask? I um, like I like I explained in the intro, it's going to be mainly about sport. I'm a big Arsenal fan, so that will be the main prism of my discussion. But I'm also a big sport fan, so um, without the hashtag banter, I can sort of be honest about other teams about what's going on in the world of sport, football, rugby. Uh, those are my two main sports, but it'll be whatever it's about, do you know what I mean? And it's going to be um, a look at music as well. Maybe talk about some of my favourite albums, my favourite songs, my favourite artists. And do you know what? Even just review and sort of revisit some of my old classic songs that I might not have listened to for a while and get into the into the feelings and how I respond to them. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it'll be a little bit, I don't know, foolish or careless to avoid the hot topics of the day, one of them being uh, race, race and ethnicity and national identity. So we'll be covering things like that from, again, from my, from the, from the prison of my existence and just my two just my two cents uh, taking it on as well I think just other current affairs you know what I mean just just talk about what's going on it's going to be quite cathartic for me and to be able to sort of maybe have use this as some sort of log or sort of journal um, along with a reflection tool just, just speaking about things allows you to actively reflect and when you listen back, you can reactively reflect. Or reflect, reactively reflect. Hmm, same thing. But reflect, look back. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. I'm hoping, I've spoken to a few people, and I think everyone I've spoken to seem, seems keen about contributing and sort of being involved. And again, it's just about a discussion. Safe place to speak. Um... I was going to call it uncomfortable discussions with an Arsenal fan, but um, <laughs> it's a little bit too close to home. Maybe not the right time for that kind of uh, satire, so I left it uh, at just the mixtape thing. But um, yeah, we'll have loads of discussions with people talking about topics again from football, rugby, current affairs, academia, uh, music, politics, just whatever we need to talk about. And like I said, it'll be a safe space. Um, I'm obviously a professional Maudi. I'm obviously working and I represent the companies and organisations that I'm aligned with or that I'm associated with. So 
I will not be making um, incendiary or antagonistic remarks or anything which which sort of breaches the protected characteristics of people. And I just won't be a dick. That's 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 the key thing. So um, yeah, that's what this that's what this is going to be about, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so let's get into it. So the music right now, I'm listening to. Uh, Burner Boy's album it would help if I knew what it was called I think it's called Twice As Tall and it's um, I was kind of into Burner Boy already but the more I listen to him the more I like him I just think he's um, just just a real vibe and I know that's quite ambiguous but I just love the music I can listen there, there, there there's certain music which I can listen to whilst working um and there's some music which I listen to whilst working out. Do you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a mood music kind of guy. I've got to be in the mood for the music. And Burner Boy seems to be able to sort of transcend the boundaries of mood and just, it's just basically music. And um, yeah, so that's the latest album, uh, Twice As Nice by Burner Boy. Sorry, Twice As Nice, Twice As Tall, flipping heck already. But um, yeah, Twice As Tall, there's a few really good songs on there. Uh, there's a song with Chris Martin, it's quite powerful. I think it's called Monsters You Made. Um, there's a few songs with Stormzy on there they're pretty sort of uh, friendly uh, easy listening but decent again but it's worth listening to um, there are a few skips his last album African Giant I didn't think I don't think I skipped anything but on this album there are a few skippable tracks but with fame and with popularity comes a need to sort of cater for that uh, populist movement so you can't have it all. But um, I really recommend that album, Twice As Tall by Burner Boy. B-U-R-N-A space B-O-Y. Burner Boy, my guy. Um, what else am I listening to? Um, I'm really on a vibe of listening to um, Old School Missy Elliot at, at the moment. A little bit of a... Uh, there's a reggae artist called... I don't know if it's if it would be reggae. Yeah, reggae artist called uh, Supercat, the original Don Dada. Um, <laughs> those who know know, but um, if you listen to him, you'll probably think he's copying Sean Paul. But he was around way before Sean Paul, and um, he's got a few tracks that I've been listening to. Um, I know a few friends as well. Um, I'm really on that vibe as well. So yeah, Supercat, check him out. He's got some good songs. Um, which have held up to the test of time. These are like 20-year-old tracks, and they're still bangers today. They're still really good. Um, Arsenal. I've just seen the news that Freddie Youngberg has left Arsenal as assistant coach. He wants to uh, pursue a career as a head coach or a manager. He's always been ambitious, um, club legend, it's really, it's, it's really sad to see him go, but he's an ambitious guy. If he goes away and does his thing and comes back as a better player, a better manager, sorry, and can help Arsenal in some way, then I'll be happy. And even if he doesn't, just go do your thing, man. Just go, just go live your life. I'm happy for him. Uh, Arsenal in general, I'm well. <laughs> this will be a podcast on his own, but um, I think Arsenal are in a place where the vacuum left by. Wenger's departure would always be a really tough um, situation to remedy, a tough space to fill. 
Wenger held so many different roles for the, for the company, for the club, for the players, for the fans. He did it all. He was the guy who had all these hats on and um, his delivery, his conduct, his demeanour, his communication were all impeccable. Um, an enigma of a man and I've got nothing but respect for him. Um, if you asked me this when we had had some highly embarrassing, highly painful losses, I might not be so <laughs> accommodating or um, nice about Wenger, but time heals all wounds. And um, I think even when we lost, the man, Wenger the man, deserved the respect. Wenger the coach could be critiqued, could be criticised and hard to account, but that is all part of his legacy. And the general legacy is he transformed the club and you could say he transformed the Premier League as well. So, nothing but respect for him. But when he left, all these good sort of qualities and all this sort of accountability that he held was lost. Um, Casidis was uh, maybe not the right person and with hindsight, we gave him too much trust. He might have led to the downfall of Wenger as well, but we gave him a lot of trust. He brought in people below him and then left for Roma three months later. No, sorry, not, uh, left from uh, AC Milan three months later. Um, so we had Wenger leave and then our chief exec leave within, what, three to six months? It's just ridiculous. Um, the place we find ourselves in now is a consequence of that turbulent period post Wenger. It's just going to be, even with the best laid plans, it's just so hard to get a club to, to transition to a new structure. There are books and books and videos and studies and research and literature all on change management. And uh, that's in places that are much more stable um, and more professionally run than football clubs. So if you look at Arsenal as a football club, and looking at it through a change management uh, sort of uh, perspective, it's, it was always going to be tough. But I really feel optimistic right now that we're going in the right way, um, in the right direction, and we've got the right people in place. The owners, there are still question marks over them, but there's a few things which I think shows that they want to protect their investments. That's the very minimum you want from an owner. Um, do they want their investment to thrive? That's another question. Do they want it to be the best? Do they want... Are they assessing Arsenal on financial performance or are they assessing Arsenal on on the pitch performance? Um, do they see a link between the two? Or do they just think, you know what? If we are stable and we stay in the Premier League, we get European football, who cares if we don't win? Or do they think, you know what? If we're stable, we can then create a good foundation and launch from that so there's 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 a lot going on but I, I'd say we're moving in the right direction it's always going to be tough look around the Premier League as well other clubs the way that they're sort of preparing for the new league it's been a, just a crazy season anyway but it's not really a real pre-season either it's sort of like 2020 season part two <laughs> um, but I think it's a clean slate Chelsea are frightening absolutely frightening uh, with their recruitment but I hope they keep Lampard because he is not up to scratch uh, so long may it continue 
Uh, any Chelsea fans get in touch, let's have a chat. Same with Oli. Oli at Man United. I just think he's brought the aura back to the club, maybe, or both. He's changed the culture. So we, like, we talk about change management. People take the mick out of him not parking in Alex Ferguson's uh, parking space, him talking about the great club, give a pound for every time he says that, and sort of the way he talks about players needed to understand what it takes to play for Manchester United. All of these things, um, they feed into the culture. And um, I think they're moving in the right direction because they've already got the best players. They're one of the richest clubs in the world. To not get top four, to not be challenging for trophies with that squad or with that club is criminal. So I get to have a little dig at, at uh, Mourinho. Even though he won a trophy, won a few trophies, you could see that the culture was wrong and it was a downhill spiral. Um, but Oli, I don't think he's a top-tier manager. I can manage Man United and, and sort of get good results. But um be interesting to see. They are a scary, a really scary squad. Really scary. scary. The midfield's been fixed with Bruno. They've got a scary attacking lineup. The defence is a bit of a calamity, um, but we'll see. Maybe a good pre-season, a good sort of bit of coaching. Um, Harry Maguire gets his ankle tag off. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, Liverpool or this Liverpool, Man City. That's an interesting thing to look at because I think that, again, talking about change management, talking about sort of a hole left in the squad, a hole left in the, um, in the team and the coaching dynamic, Arteta leaving was huge for them. And on a squad level, their performances suffered. On individual player levels, just based on interviews before and after Arteta's uh, departure and arrival at Arsenal, Sterling's form, all the players who sort of accredited Arteta's one-on-one coaching to their improvements and good performances have suffered since Arteta left. So, again... Um, it'd be really interesting to see how they go into next season. Um, does Pep keep overthinking like he did against Leon? When he, <laughs> it's crazy. Is like hindsight. Um, can I know it's an obvious statement, but hindsight shapes everything. When Pep is rolling out these mad formations, which look just like one, two, seven, six. Well, that's more than 11 players. But you know what I mean? When Pep is rolling out these these just mad formations with players moving laterally and and sort of uh, full-backs sort of playing in the midfield and stuff, you've got, you've got them winning and just totally dominating teams. And Pep's a genius. When he shows that same level of innovation and creativity in a European knockout tie and gets knocked out by a team who who suss his system and sort of get and and work out a way to sort of exploit the weaknesses, then he's overthinking and he's a fool, he's a fraud. So um the Premier League is one of the most sort of um, statistically intelligent, insight driven leagues in the world. And Maybe that's why Pep is so good in the league, because he can keep teams guessing. But again, the more he's in the league, the more data we have, and the analytics teams and different teams have to look at City and see their weaknesses. So I think this season is a very big, <clears throat> very big um, moment for City. 
Uh, it'd be very interesting to see how they do, see how they approach the season, see how many hundreds of millions they spend on fullbacks. <laughs> um, and also as well, just David Silva leaving and um, Aguero getting a bit older, De Bruyne being quite unhappy, it looks like. So we'll see how Sterling deals with that miss. That was a career-defining miss, man. That Missing from that close out. And then they go up the other end and score and your team goes out. Sterling must be feeling the weight of the world on his shoulders. So, yeah, man, I'd just um, it'd be interested to see Man City this season. Um, my fantasy football team is all over the shop as well because of this. I just don't know who to pick. So, yeah, that's my sort of view on football. There's other teams as well. I'm trying to, I know it's very, very sort of top heavy. I'm talking about the sort of top teams, but um, yeah, it's my podcast. I do what I want. Politics. That's that's for another podcast. Speak to you guys later. Peace out.